0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Chuck, and the name of this podcast is Steps to the Spirit. We're now in season number three, and this is episode number 38. And the name of this episode is Stepping Outside, Step Nine. Now. To start off, I'd just like to go over one thing with mostly for the benefit of those who might be new and that is why are why is the name of this podcast called Steps to the Spirit well for many years, I kind of messed around with uh, the twelve step program and the one that I was most involved with was alcoholics anonymous and oh i guess with quite a few years in my early drinking i just i you know go to meetings and and kind of read what the steps were and not really taking anything very seriously because i could do it all myself well eventually and it took quite a few years i learned that i could not do it on my own and that I needed to ask for help and I asked for help in the form of asking God for help. And when I finally did that in all sincerity, I got the help that I needed and I have been now involved with a 12-step program, not necessarily Alcoholics Anonymous because I just, I don't go to meetings any longer. I'm legally blind and we're hearing aids and I can't drive. I'm not allowed to drive anymore, but um, but this is my way of participating in uh, in the 12-step program. There are many, many 12-step programs now. There seems to be a program for everything. Uh, if I blink my eyes too much, there's a, well, Blinkers Anonymous maybe, but there are, I think, over 200 different variations of the 12-step program. And I think that's an absolutely wonderful thing. You know, the, the main kind of ones are like AA, which is Alcoholics Anonymous, NA, Narcotics Anonymous, OA, Overeaters Anonymous, and, and I could go on and on. So the 12-step program, I would break down into two parts. First of all, what it's asking me to do is recognize, first of all, that I have a problem. Next, it's asking me to believe in God and to believe that God will help me to solve this problem. Now, that's kind of the first kind of AA or, or 12-step program. After those three steps come the, the what we call the action steps, are four through nine, and that's taking an inventory of what's going on in my life, uh, talking to somebody else and God about it, and uh, asking God for help in getting rid of them, and making a list of people we've harmed and and being willing to make amends to them all, and going out and actually trying to make amends to all of those people that we've hurt. Well, the program with God involved in it, which I think is the program for uh, 12 Steps, kind of splits in a way because many folks use this 12-step program as a purely psychological help program. And that can be done, and, and it works really wonderfully for that too. And for that, we get to uh, do those mostly just the action steps in the first step. Admit In either way, you have to really admit that there is a problem and that I need help with it. And once that happens, I think we can really go on two tracks. One is God, and I really believe that this program is God-given but the other track is a psychological track where we can do the act, action steps and we can do the fourth step and fifth and list our shortcomings and all that and and talk to somebody for help and then maybe go to meetings in whatever flavor of uh, the 12-step program you are involved with. And the meetings are people who are like-minded all trying to do the same thing all trying to stay away from whatever it is that got them there and they might speak in speaker meetings and uh, sometimes even entertain and or there you might go to uh, discussion meetings where you all sit around the table and talk about things that are important to you and in that way, many, many people stay sober day-to-day for many years. So it can, the 12-step program can be used in that way, sort of, I hate to say it, without God, but just by changing our day-to-day lives. I don't believe that doing it is ultimately uh, as satisfying or as personally Fulfilling as doing the the steps the way they were meant to be done, and that is to turn to God. Okay, so now I've taken up half of this podcast with with getting my two cents in, and I really thought it, it would be important to let you know why it's called Steps to the Spirit. And so, obviously, I think that these steps are meant that we connect with our spirit and ultimately say that beautiful yes for god's help so what are we talking about today we're talking about stepping outside which means practicing the steps in our daily life when we put one foot in front of the other how do these steps help us well this is step nine and step nine says i made direct amends to those persons, wherever possible, except one to do so would injure them or others. And of course, the direct amends refers back to step eight, where we made a list of everybody that we'd harmed and and uh, became willing to do this step number nine. And it, it may be for some people the hardest step out of the 12, you know, to actually go out and seek people and and look them up and say, hey, when I was having problems, I'm sorry I took money from you or I said some terrible things to you and I'm so sorry for having done that. It's not easy. But the whole idea is that this is a God-given program. And in the third step, if we are have taken the spiritual path, we are saying we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. And that's exactly what will happen once I say that what I call that spiritual, eternal, full, fully aware of yes to God. There is nothing, nothing, my friends, after that point that can hurt you. Sure, if you stick a needle in your finger, it's still going to hurt but ultimately what you have is the greatest power that exists, that is God and your spirit that is on your side now and will be strength as long as you just remember that. And it is strength for everything that we might do. So how do I use step nine in my day-to-day life? Well, I made direct amends to those people that I might hurt. You know... My friends, I have a habit of um, maybe, you know that T-shirt or something that says, you know that thing that when, you're, when your mouth is in gear that it keeps it from saying certain things? Well, I don't have one of those. And many times I don't have one of those. I might be talking to somebody and blurt something out and, uh, maybe it would be something that would hurt their feelings or or hurt them. Or I might do something that when I'm doing it, I'm thinking just of me and not what that other person might be thinking. So I, I tend to be, after many, many years in this way of life, in this 12-step program, I tend to be more aware of what I do. I tend to be more aware of what I say, <laughs> not always and and sometimes it's that night or evening when I'm thinking about what happened during the day that I think, oh oh i i I said that, and I shouldn't have, and you know I tried to make myself look bigger than I was, maybe my ego took over um whatever but hopefully it would be so much easier if i recognized what happened as it happened the beauty of that, is that it, it becomes spontaneous and it's almost instant that i know <laughs> my spirit is working in me 24 7 365 or 66 it's working and believe me, my friends, and I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet that you're the same way. As soon as I do something, as soon as I say something that isn't the right thing or that makes me look better or that forgets about the, the importance of the other person, as soon as that happens, my friends, I know it. And I bet you know it, too. And it's something that is in there, but I don't always choose to look at. Uh, I'm too busy on my high horse, or I'm too busy on taking, making myself look good that uh, I might not be willing to look at that at that point. But as I said, I'm starting to be more aware. And I might say something to somebody and... Immediately I think, "Uh uh-oh, I shouldn't have said that. And now I can stop and say, hey, listen, John, uh, I know I just said this, but I didn't really mean to, and I I hope I didn't offend you by saying it. I've spoken at meetings, actually, and said things and said, oh, wait a minute that's that's not what I really want to say, because it's only there because I'm trying to make myself look good being up on this podium, and so it's so important and so cleansing to learn to try to say those things and and make amends for them as they happen, otherwise, what happens? well, I guess I could I work on it at night, I try to think during the day that I screw up that i say things I shouldn't have that I do things that I shouldn't have but what happens if I'm doing it then is that now my little friend rationalization can kick in and say well wait a minute wait that wasn't that important or that really didn't hurt them that much it was just something a slip of the tongue don't worry about it or put it off and think about it and do it next week well next week it's gone so And what I mentioned in the description is, well, now what happens is that little incident, that goes on into my little knapsack or into my baggage, and I start carrying that around. And I'm trying to get rid of those things. I don't want to add more baggage to what I've had in the past. So it's so important to try to be aware, for me to try to you know, have a tabula rasa every day that I don't have to worry about something that I said yesterday or last week. So that's about it, my friends. That's all I have to say about step nine. Next week, we'll get into the, the maintenance steps, and uh, step 10, 11, and 12, and we'll talk about those. And uh, I think actually I'm going to have a lot more to say about those. So I've gone over a little bit, And I'm sorry about that. I tried to keep these to about 12 minutes. I think we're probably at 14 or almost 15 minutes now, but I hope it was, I was worth listening to and thank you and we'll see you next time.